0: Welcome to ADD Masterminds, a symphony of ideas. I'm here with Jimmy, the Talking Table.
1: Hello, it is I, Jimmy the Talking Table.
0: And we have theosaurus rex back.
1: Greetings all.
2: It is I, the theosaurus rex. Ooh. Ooh, ooh,
1: ooh. <laughs> we need like that. We need like that fake clap sound ah. effect thing here. Yeah, this this show's done on a low budget, so I don't know if we're gonna get that.
2: Yo, well, I'll just do that for myself. I have little hands.
0: It's cool. If
1: only we could bring Acme back. <laughs> yes. But we need to get um, our
0: sponsors back. Yeah, they're still being difficult, so um, I don't want to talk about it. All right. So the reason why I said it's a symphony of ideas is because Kanye. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, and guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna apologize right now. Um, it looks like Kanye could not make it. So, this is
2: unfortunate.
1: It's because he's getting ready to become president. Yes. Don't get political. Oh yeah, that's right. So I um, I think I think I don't
0: know if you listened to it, Theo, but uh, Kanye was on Kanye West was on John Joe Rogan. Not John Rogan. Man, I am good. Did you did you catch that, Theo? I did not. Oh, Okay, that's Sorry. fine. Was, Jimmy would be happy to fill reasons. you in completely on that. but
2: uh, It looks like it, we'll be talking about most of it.
0: Yeah. Well, there's a few things that he he said. And, and so the reason why I was talking about ADD Masterminds as a symphony of ideas is because basically that's what Kanye said. He said, when I talk, it's not a rant. It's a symphony of ideas. Ah. Which sounds a lot like our show. It's a shame he couldn't make it. But I think he's like doing some kind of party with holograms on an island somewhere.
1: That was so cool. <laughs> Wait, is that, like, really what happened?
0: Yeah. Well, okay, okay. All right. You know, like, how Twitter always has, like, kind of these memes things, you know, where people are just, there's one tweet that really takes, and everyone yep. kind of makes a take on it? Yep. Kim Kardashian, um, I guess it was her birthday, and she took a whole bunch of friends to a private island so they could pretend COVID doesn't exist. Ah, And so that was kind of what they did for their weekend. And it was kind of funny too, because she then said, it's just really humbling that I'm able to do this. And it was like,
1: I don't, I don't think you know what that word means. (laughs) You keep using that word. (laughs) I don't think it means what you think it means. Joe Biden, our president, future president bleep keeps sending me emails humbly asking me for money for his political donation. I'm like, he doesn't know what that word means. That that word humbled is really funny to me. Like, it's just like,
0: I'm just so humbled that you guys said I'm the greatest person in the world. It's like, no, you're not. You're prided.
2: Well, I'm the most humble person I know. And I know a lot of people, so.
0: You are pretty humble. Thank you. So so too. anyways, it was so bizarre that she tweeted about this and said, yeah, so me and my friends went to an island. And so these people kept, like, putting pictures of, like, lost and putting pictures of Gilligan's Islands and copying her text uh, verbatim, and it was it was a funny thing. Um, also, Kanye got her um, a hologram of her deceased father for her birthday. So and not like
1: the baseball cards, right? Where the hologram baseball cards where you flex them and they change? No, yeah. man, it's
0: like we're talking like Star Trek, like whatever <laughs> they do. What? In the-
1: Basically, How? he brought him back to life. So. <gasps>
2: That's
1: awesome. Well, it's kind of like the Michael Jackson thing that they did, like, what was it, yeah. 10 years ago at one of the Music Awards ceremonies where they brought Michael Jackson back to life via hologram. Well, was they it did Michael that- Jackson or was it Tupac? Tupac? No, it was Michael Jackson. Ooh. They had a moonwalk. Tupac. Tupac's still alive. What are you talking about? No. Thank you. He's having a lot with Elvis. Um, but no, they they did the hologram thing, like, with Robert Kardashian, which I thought was amazing. Okay. Okay, a second a second quote
0: um that makes me think that Kanye is an ADD mastermind. My thoughts are like clouds in Mario Brothers. I'm jumping from one cloud to another.
2: Definitely um that is an ADD mastermind type thing. That's our topic. Sorry, we jump from one to another.
0: Ding! Ding. All right. We could have done like a whole ADD masterminds on everything he said. Except for <laughs> political stuff. but That's because um, of
2: the symphony of ideas.
0: Okay, actually something that I thought was really smart that he said, that obviously Jimmy did too. Um, if you remove the fear of God, you create the possibility of the fear of everything else. If you instill the fear of God, you eliminate the fear of everything else. Dang. Ooh.
1: Appreciate that Sunday service stuff seems to be really doing something for him.
0: Yeah. Yeah, man. You know, I said before, like, I, I'd be cool with Kanye coming to church, but I don't think—I'm not ready to make him my pastor. Mm-hmm. After Joe Rogan, I'm like, yeah, he can be my pastor. <laughs> <laughs> i kidding. I'm kidding.
1: But well, what about your president? No. Oh, we don't talk about politics. No, wow, you're
0: doing—I
2: leave for, like,
1: one millennia, practically—
2: and then, like, all we talk about now is politics.
0: There is no president where I live, so I don't even know what you guys are talking about. All right. That's fair. Another another thing, I, I just love this out-of-the-box kind of question. How much does the Earth cost? I don't even know what that means, but I love it.
1: <laughs> I think he was talking about it and being able to do things for everybody in humanity and heal the world and bring about world peace and feed the children Terrible. And, all Terrible. No. and he was just like you know we need to be able to do more for everybody because how much does the earth cost and I was like yeah
0: you know what my answer is Jesus that's how much mm-hmm.
2: Jesus man
0: Jesus, you know, open, open in your bibles to some book all
1: right for your children and your children and so your children. So all
0: I'm all I'm saying is happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Reformation No, it's the hallowest of um Weens. Actually, what's,
1: what's I am.
2: Um, we're gonna be doing a uh, trunk or treat. No. That I did not plan, and um that but was. <laughs>
0: uh, so an I, unplanned trucker truck or treat. Does that mean so like it was a going to open up their trunks and whatever's there, the kids can it eat? Was it was ordered to do it. <laughs> no, even
2: better. It was a situation where like it was going to be part of one thing. We're going to have a pumpkin patch and then all that kind of stuff. And it was going to be a fall festival. And then it was like, well, uh, the pumpkin patch kind of fell through. And um, I know there's only 10 days until the um, the trunk retreat. But have a they, we've done all this stuff for you already. I'm like, what? Like oh yeah it's all good all you have to do is just get all the get the volunteers ready have a sign up sheet and everything like that we found a place to do it.
1: So what Theo is saying is that he has people. He's got people Uh, for that. No no,
2: I have no people for that it is I have I have not had a day off in at least three weeks. (laughs) So it is a wonderful thing, but uh, the reason I bring that up is because, as a pastor which I now am and have been (laughs) since June. I declared uh, um, in front of the church and on our live stream and everything that Halloween is a sanctified and holy thing that they can come to the trunk or treat with. And they don't have to worry about making God angry by coming and give- throwing candy at kids.
0: What What about COVID?
2: <laughs> well, that's why we're going to throw the candy at the kids.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Does that answer your question about Halloween and COVID? We're going to throw
1: candy at people. Yeah, we're going to do something like that. We're going to we're gonna sit on our driveway and place the candy in the kids' pillow sacks or buckets for them. Well, okay. I guess that's fair. I thought you were going to say we're going to lay
2: it on the ground and have the kids do it and then place the candy in the kids.
1: Have them do a Jericho march. They're going yes. like to open their mouth and you're going to place the candy inside <laughs> their mouth. I was, I, was, I was listening to a financial podcast today and the guy was talking about how he kind of has a uh, raffle with his Halloween in his neighborhood, and he will put, like, one envelope with a $20 bill in it, and he will, like, play this risk-reward game with the children if they're, like, over eight, and he will be like, well, little Sarah, I can give you this Snickers bar, or I could give you whatever ever in this envelope. This envelope may have nothing in it, or it may have a $20 bill. What would ah. you like to do, Sarah? trick-or-treat
0: <laughs> i like i like how you say it like so creepily it's it's like hello Hello. <laughs> <laughs> that all is. right so when's reformation day
1: same day as halloween oh it is eh yeah, yeah boyos
0: well this i is... like i like halloween better guys well
2: this is why we're not catholic anymore
1: because you've never nailed doctrine to a tree or a door yeah i never was catholic theo
2: but you would have been if not for uh martin luther
0: we don't know that's
1: very that's very judgy for you to say you know what
0: like maybe kanye could have like he could have been the one that liberated us from the shackles of catholicism (laughs) (laughs) i mean we don't know do we theo
2: we don't i'm sorry (laughs)
0: He's <laughs> liberating all the artists, John. Liberating all the artists. All right. Hey, so this is a Theo question. When mm-hmm. are you ready to serve? Can serving in the church help sanctify you? And what responsibilities do leaders have? Oh, that's a lot of questions. So yes. when when is a person ready to serve? Is there a certain level of having your poop in a group, to use a theological phrase um before you're ready to serve
1: it's a good question Did hmm. serve liberty university sanctify jerry falwell jr i
2: have wow i don't know i have a a like a reason i ask that question if, if it mm-hmm. helps
0: I mean, Um, for me, I can, like, say when I think I'm ready to serve, right? Like, I would be able to judge when I'm ready to serve. But for me to look at someone else and say, no, you're not ready yet. It's like, hmm, well, you should be the husband of but one wife. (laughs) (laughs) No more than one wife. Yes. I know so that's what, one of those. the girlfriends. Isn't there like something about reputation or whatever? It's like yes. they gotta be upstanding citizens, you know? Like, yeah. So
2: those those are the requirements for the uh, for deacons and elders. And many churches have like kind of like a, a balance, between, like they'll allow both, or they have like one of them. They may just have deacons serve the role of elders, etc. Um,
0: but one wife.
2: Yes, and then it is actually up to debate within some circles of whether or not that means that if you've been divorced, if you can serve as a deacon or an elder.
0: Yeah, but like if he's divorced, he's not married to that woman anymore, technically, under God, right?
2: Correct. (laughs) But then they would say that part of the other thing is having your stuff together. And you obviously aren't in control of your family if you have that.
0: As the apostles, Paul says, have your poop in a group. (laughs)
2: um specifically uh where
0: that came from
2: is um i was talking with my pastor and we were talking about someone who had kind of um uh what is it called uh she had kind of the one of the girls had kind of gone astray and -hmm. then she came back she was a fairly new christian living Mm -hmm. the pastor knew that she was living in sin and her previous denomination had been okay with that sin Uh uh-huh um And he said that, you know what, go ahead. And she's like, I'd really like to be able to sing in a worship team, but I know y'all don't agree with like my lifestyle and what what the stuff Mm -hmm. I'm doing, et cetera, et cetera. And so he was like, well, come on, just go ahead and sing, sing with us. What is it? You know, it's all good. I do think uh,
0: that, I I do think that serving can sanctify you. Yeah. I think maybe it's different if you're teaching, if you're going to teach people the wrong things, then like, maybe you shouldn't be.
2: That's fair, because teachers are held to a higher standard. Yeah, yeah. What what are your thoughts, Jimmy?
1: I think it depends. Okay. What are you doing in the church to and in, in your service capacity? If you're dealing in, if you're in any sort of like I would say leadership position where you're being held up as some sort of model as mm-hmm. to what other Christians should be like, then no, you need to have your poop in a group. I I don't even know what that phrase means, so I hope I'm using it right. Um, Yeah, I know. Some days my poop's just everywhere. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Wow. On the ceiling, it's on the wall. Um, But uh, I think you know. I don't think the Lord is expecting everybody to always have all their stuff together before they serve in some sort of capacity, whether it's helping out. Or in some manner um i think that'll be up for the individual churches to decide um yeah. but uh i would say the churches should also be careful of saying oh well you know they're just a singer so but you know it, uh, he he's gay but i mean it, it, because of that he's able to hit the high notes right you know we really <laughs> love those high notes so you know wow. you know we're gonna we're, we're okay with that like You know, um, so I think you can be treading into some dangerous ground, especially if they're living in any sort of open sin that actually should probably disqualify them from even being part of the church. Um, I think I think when you talk about like people that are modeling things
0: and like I, I think that like a lot of times we'll focus on sexuality or marital status Mm -hmm. But we'll have people that are like perfectly, you know, they're following all the rules we want sexually, but the person's a total dick, right? Like, it's like, I'd be more worried about that than the gay guy singing in the group that actually treats people kindly, you know? Like, I... Oh, yeah. um, It's funny to me that there are, you know, people that are just terrible human beings and we give them a pass because they haven't done the sins that we really care about. Right. You know, right, and it's right. like, what, what are the qualifications to, to be in leadership? Cause I think a lot of times we put people in leadership that just want power and that's the worst kind of thing. Right.
2: Hey Amen. That I am struggling with
1: that right now too yay i have the power
0: you're struggling Um, with like having um, the power or wanting people who are people who
2: uh like we're right now we're rewriting our children's policy Mm -hmm. like our children protection policy Mm -hmm. and um the our personnel committee is kind of new to all this kind of stuff and so they're um making changes to give themselves more power and like some of it's just like completely like their job is like to advise and consent, um, you know, to advise on stuff and whatnot, and then to to be kind of like a um, what is it called a um, uh, to run interference for like the pastors and everything. So if you know you have a someone who has an issue with something or whatever, then they can um, uh, go and talk to the to the personnel committee if they don't feel comfortable talking to a pastor. But they're trying to give themselves authority to legislate mm-hmm. things and. That kind of thing. And so it's just, it's That's created so a big, a big um, issue for mm-hmm. a lot of different families because of it. People, hey? I know, right? They're the worst.
0: <laughs> I, um, you know, it was really interesting. Um, speaking of leadership, um, I was listening to a podcast. Actually, it was a very political one, but I thought it was kind of interesting how they talked about gardeners versus designers. And if you even take it out of its um, political context and you just put it into management or, you know, um, church leadership, it's Mm -hmm. like, are you intending to be a gardener in your position?
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Are you intending to be a designer in your position? there's a big difference.
2: I was about to say, could you explain the differences?
0: Mm -hmm. So a gardener will plant the seed in a strategic location, but they will allow the plant to grow. A hmm. designer has specifications for what the plant should look like.
2: Ooh, that's really interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. And so it made me think, you know, like as a producer, you know, if I'm producing some tire fall music, it's like, I'm definitely a gardener because those guys are tremendously talented. And they'll mm-hmm. just be like, Hey, can you help me with some background vocals and help us write some background vocals? And I'll come in come in and come in, you know, come up with something. And if they like it, they keep it. If not, they do something else, right? And I'm like, right. I'm cool with that, right? And that's more of a gardener approach. But if I was more of a designer, I would be wanting to put my design into everything they do. And from an artistic standpoint. That sucks. Like that's what a big record label tends to do to artists, right? Is they will they'll have a model that they want the band to follow rather than just letting them be themselves like a gardener would.
2: Ah. Uh, that's yeah. what Kanye
0: was talking about. Yeah, he's he likes the gardener over the designer model. So hmm, what
2: Do you think that certain groups work better um in certain things? Is there a correct way to kind of do it?
0: That's a good like, question. Um... Like as a
2: creative person, then I definitely I'm kind of in the middle. like my my initial style is like a gardener. I thrive best in a gardening situation. Mm-hmm. but then I definitely tend to go more of a designer. Like you know we're redoing the entire children's wing. And right. I am definitely in designer mode where it's like people, oh hey, what if we do this? And I'm like, <laughs> that would be nice, but and then I just yeah. kind of try to avoid the topic.
0: Well, I'm starting to realize that in my job. Um, because I'm looking at it and I'm like saying, Okay, we're gonna build a marketing plan. And I'm like, this is what I want to do. And it's like people want straight answers of what they what I need from them. And I can't just be like, well, you do it whatever way you think works. It's like, no, I think there's a very specific way that we're going to approach this so that it can follow the vision that I have. So maybe, maybe there does need to be more design to what I'm doing, is what I'm realizing. Yeah. And so maybe Gardner isn't always the answer.
2: I think, like, one of the things that I'm kind of running into is like, there are definitely people at the church who are like, um we like the one dude he's he's a doer, he is not mm-hmm. a dreamer. And mm-hmm. um and it's one of those if you give him the stuff to do, he is great at executing it, but he needs to not come up with ideas. Yeah. Um, because his ideas are terrible. And yeah. he he acknowledges that they're terrible.
0: Yeah. So. That's good. Yeah. And so you, that's... you need that sometimes, for sure. It's like give me some specifications and I will build it. Some people need that. While other people need like you know, just set me to it. Right. Give me some give me some space to figure this out. What do you think, Jimmy?
1: I think uh, it reminds me of home repair projects and places like Ikea. Like, you know, you go to Ikea and you get your very just, you know, insert the tab here and put the glue here and screw it here and you have furniture. Yay! Versus, you know, somebody who can do it all by themselves and build it from scratch yeah that sounds like too much work Ah, i know like i you know i think i think i sometimes i've realized that about myself over the years is that i'm much more of a give me the task tell me what to do and i'll do it Mm. sort of person like i like to joke cynically at work that i'm paid to do what i'm told not what i think. That's awesome, <laughs> and because uh, I've realized thinking can be a very dangerous thing uh, in the mortgage industry, apparently. Um,
0: <laughs> and, well, and that
1: could be nice too, because right. like you can
0: save your brain energy for your creative stuff outside of work. True, and work is just this robotic thing that you do, and you got all that brain energy to come up with podcasting ideas,
1: right? Right, but then I like realize sometimes that. Like, for example, we have some wood pile in the backyard that uh, we use to keep some of our firewood at. Well, it's been a really, really wet year, and that wood's just been getting soaked, and a couple times we've tried to do fire pits, it's not worked out so well. Uh, the wood doesn't end up burning very well, and it just ends up being a disappointment all around. So I decided, oh, well, I need Right. I, I decided – I know it really I, – I had to toast my marshmallows on my gas stove the other night. Uh, Get <laughs> out. This is terrible. I know. I had to I had to do my s'mores inside. Oh, my goodness. But anyway, Why? Uh, uh, but uh, uh, but so I decided, well, I need to bring the firewood in the – some of it in the garage so it can dry out. So the next time I do a, uh, a fire pit that I can have dry wood that will burn – and I was like, well, you know, I, I thought about it. I could probably go to Home Depot or Lowe's and get some pieces of wood and screw them together and make my own little stand so that they can properly dry um, in the garage. But then I thought, but you know, I could go on Amazon and find somebody <laughs> who's already kind of got something that I just need to put a couple screws in a couple holes and voila, I'll have a, a cart that will hold wood and I know that it will work and it will look visually okay and it won't collapse under the weight of all the wood. I opted for the Amazon fire, uh, log holder versus, you know, probably spending $10 at home Depot just because I was like, you know, if they give me the instructions and tell me how to put it together, I'm going to be able to do that. But if it comes to having to envision a, you know, something to build, and put it in the garage, even as something as simple as a place to store firewood. Ah, I just my brain just doesn't see that sometimes. Um and so sometimes I actually realize that limitation about myself. Like like I marvel at my father in law who you know is very handy, and I, I can be handy too as long as you're telling me what to do, but he's able to look at something and he's able to just figure out what needs to be made mm. or, or what needs to be done. Same with my father. Yeah. Um, As I'm always kind of more of the I'm a good apprentice when it comes to these things than necessarily figuring it out and and I've realized that's my own limitation but if you give me something to do I'm going to do it and I'm going to do it well um, <laughs> and it's going to be the best Ikea furniture that's ever been assembled <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: I, I, one, one thing about that, watch out um, we apparently had termites in our wood pile and we didn't realize it when we brought it inside the termites ate the house
1: yeah oh my gosh they warned me about that and i'm not really sure what to do other than i kind of gave space between the wall and where it was so i'm hoping yeah. that doesn't happen but i didn't bring a lot of wood but i i don't know i don't know if i can spray it with something i'm not sure
2: i it was um we didn't realize it until there were they were uh they were falling down from the ceiling onto oh. us when so we were trying to enjoy march madness Oh, and they were like, oh,
1: we need to get this fixed. So, I mean, house- I could, Maybe I could find a better place outside for it. Then I don't know. I need to look into that.
2: Um, and yeah, we didn't think we had anything. But to, to your second point, I think, like, for me, I started realizing um, sometimes it's it comes to a matter of time and money.
1: That, and mm-hmm. is your
2: time worth more? Yep. Um, yeah. And that kind of thing. Because, like i mean if so we've we've repainted all this kind of all the the whole upstairs we've repainted and multiple coats of stuff and it's like man if we if i had known that they would have been willing to to hire a professional painter this could have been done like in a week (laughs) instead of having to like rely on volunteers which never showed up and stuff like that and i was like man my time was could have been used for so much better things so many better things
0: totally well that's it it's like the whole idea of being handy. I'm like, I don't know if I have
1: time to work on that. Like I'd rather do other things. That's what I'm at in my life too sometimes. Like even today I have the day off and there were we had the tropical storm came through uh, this week and knocked a bunch of tree branches down onto the ground. And I saw them laying around in my yard and I was like, man, I have a lot of oak trees that have a lot of branches. Um, and a lot of them ended up on the ground. So I went around picking them all up and <clears> them <throat> and stuff. And then I saw two like 12 year old kids riding their bicycles down the street and I realized I had my wallet on me and part of me was like, you know, I've got 40 bucks on me. I bet big, bad banker <laughs> that I am that I could throw $40 at these kids and I could get them to do this so that I can go inside and watch the Mandalorian. Ooh. nice but i well, ended up so they I, did it no i ended up doing it myself since i'd already started it's like i thought I 40 bucks they could make all these twigs disappear they'd be you know relatively acceptable for where they're gonna pile them for me and i'm gonna have a yard free of twigs you know <laughs> but i ended up doing it myself i probably didn't do 100 percent as well as i could have uh because yeah. i want to go inside and watch the mandalorian after all
2: Oh. <laughs> I'm going to watch that tonight. It's
0: close. I have
1: not started but I should. I finished the Simpsons. Woo! Ah. You finished Simpsons all of it? Yes. All 30 years of the Simpsons? Yeah, buddy. How is that even possible? <laughs> I'm stubborn. That's what it is. Wow, that's that's that, that it would take a certain amount of stubbornness. I so I read somewhere Wait, real article- quick. Sorry,
2: go ahead. just real quick. Um and I know this kind of takes away from the adD aspect. Um, I just wanted to comment um, that I don't think saying that like, is my time worth more than all that kind of stuff doesn't mean that those those jobs are inherently bad or that it's, yes. their time isn't worth as much. It's mm-hmm. the fact that like my i yes, I can paint very good and um I can I can do all that kind of cut and stuff, but it takes me a lot longer than someone who does it on a normal basis.
0: hundred um, percent like that's totally it. If you get actually someone who does that for a living, they're going to do a better job and quicker.
1: I paid somebody to cut my yard. It's about a third of an acre. It's not a lot. I could do it myself, but then I would have to probably mow it once, maybe twice a week during peak seasons. And that would probably take me an hour and a half each time. And not to mention to weed eat, blow and all that stuff. Like So it'd be like maybe two hours each week. I was like, you know, I, I already run a pretty tight schedule. If I was having to do that myself every week, you know, I would have less time to do, you know, children's ministries or high school youth ministry with where I volunteer at church. I'd have less time to do podcasts. I'd have less time to spend with my wife. You know, I think I'm OK to throw $100 at somebody to move my yard. Yeah, man. How much does the world
0: cost? Huh? How much does the world cost? That's what Kanye was talking about. (laughs) That's what he was talking about. He was talking about the boy that mows his (laughs) lawn. Okay, so architects, I, I read somewhere, architects will, when they're designing, they'll be like, what does this house want to be? And I was thinking, that's so interesting. Like Even this podcast, what does this podcast want to be? (laughs)
2: <laughs> it when i first looked at our
0: notes it's like this podcast does not want to be all about kanye so i had to make some cuts <laughs> to it but yeah. and look we're talking about kanye again sorry i did it again it's all good
2: i will um i can testify that um as someone who was in architecture a lot of it has to do with or not a lot of it but there that is definitely something that that we think about and we're taught to think about um because we don't want our designs to be necessarily like, yes, we're going to have our own like flair that we do, and you can definitely tell the different things with everything. But it's not our job to make necessarily what we want because mm. we're not the client. But then it's also oh, not the client's job to tell us everything they want. Because if they tell us, you know, everything they want, then they just might as well design it themselves.
0: So it's there's like a the the Homer Simpson difficulty. car at that point.
2: I don't, I don't know that reference.
0: Sorry. okay so he like his, his brother he finds out that his brother is like a car he's he's a guy that runs a car company uh-huh. so he asks Homer to design a car and Homer adds like the tail fins from like the 1960s and or is it 50s uh-huh. big tail fins and then like a big bubble to put the kids in and it's just like the ugliest car ever designed and it's like yeah that's not a good idea Yes. But I, I do think, though, like, I, I find with music, it's like that, too. It's like, what does this song want to be? Right. And it's like, I think this song needs this. And it's like, you're trying to do justice to the music. Right. It's like, right. there's, and, you know, whether I created the entire track or whether my producer, you know, produced the entire track, it, it's like, I'll look at it and say, what does it need? What. It's almost like it's it's a person in itself, and it's like what's characteristic of this piece,
1: right?
2: Ah, interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: Sculptors talk about stuff like that when it comes yeah. to, I and mean, like they're not they're not trying to sculpt something; they're just trying to find what's already there.
2: Isn't that like what um, whoever did Michelangelo said? No, is
1: that what Michelangelo said said about David? It's possible. I mean, Kanye could have said it too. I don't know.
0: There was, oh. there was definitely a penis in this stone.
1: <laughs> wow. That, 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 so, tell, so tell me about your mother.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Okay. I did
1: that one for Emmanuel Marsh, if he's listening.
0: <laughs> um, okay, so I was listening to this podcast where this guy was talking about um, our dark sides. Yeah. and using your dark side for good like and it was funny because like i listened to that i think a couple days ago and then today i was listening to the Bridgetown podcast and i believe this woman was a psychologist and she was talking about anger and how anger is like a fire and you could either use it to consume you, or you can use it to fuel you. Mm. And yeah, and so it got me thinking about like, okay, so what is what is a righteous anger? It's like your anger is channeled toward bringing justice, right? Like that would be a righteous anger. And I mean, part of it too is like being able to not just react out of anger to like say, okay, I need to get my anger grounded, like figure out what what is making me angry right now. Like, is it actually something legitimate?
1: I can relate to this. I, I talk about it when I train new underwriters at work. The big bad bank. I tell them, you know, you'll know when you're a good underwriter one day, when you underwrite kind of angry. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I was talking about how every loan you deal with, every file you look at, every Paycheck. You analyze every appraisal you look at. You kind of need to have a little bit of a pissed off attitude about it, and not that like you know just some like like you know just generally grumbly person, but you know you're getting ready to help the bank hand over hundreds of thousands of dollars to somebody so that they can live in a house. You know that's a lot of money to part with, so you should yeah. come at things. With almost a skeptical, cynical kind of angry attitude, because you realize somebody might be lying to you, or you know, you you want them to prove their case to you, um, so that you, at the end of the day, when you you know crunch all the numbers and add everything up and check it against policies and manage the risk, that you're finally like, okay, I, I can live with this. I can let this person have this money. Um, And I've always kind of channeled that sort of mentality over the years as an underwriter at work that I kind of do, you know, I'm a pretty happy guy. Like, it's not natural for me to be angry, but I kind of found that if I come to every loan I look at with this kind of sort of skeptical sort of like, no, you're trying to get one over on me sort Mm. of mentality, that it really makes me look for everything that, needs to be done so that all the I's are dotted and T's are crossed and that I know that when I mark something as approved, that it's good and it's golden mm. and yeah. there's going to be little risk to the borrower, little risk to the bank, um, and that nobody's going to come uh, you know, smack me around for making a bad decision. That's interesting because this this kind of brings me back to the whole elephant and
0: rider analogy because it's like I've got this this fire and I'm trying to explain this fire. It's like why why do I feel burning while I'm looking over this paperwork? Right. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay. I think this burning is actually a passion for mm. you know, the truth, a passion for making sure that we don't get ripped off.
1: Right. That's good. I like that. Maybe I should use the word passion when, when I teach the class next time versus anger. <laughs> anger. Be yeah. I want you to be turning green, Hulk
0: smash. All right. So the guy I was actually listening to, is like School of Greatness with um, Lewis Howes. And um, the guy that he was talking to, his name is Robert Green. And he's a guy who suffered a stroke, and so he can barely move now. hmm But he still has a lot, like he has a lot to say. And I I really like this quote. Um, He said, Young people are the motors of change in this world. They are what create culture. They will create new movements. They keep this world alive because they enter the world and the world doesn't fit who they are because it was created by the boomers or whomever. So, they want to mold the world into something that's more like them, and I, I just, I keep thinking that we're shooting ourselves in the foot when we look at the Zoomers and we look at the Millennials. You guys are Millennials, aren't you? I'm a Millennial. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. Better Irish. than being a Gen Xer. But when we look, when we look down upon, you know, the generations after us, instead of saying no, 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 you guys. You guys are the motor of change in the world. You know, you are you're going to be the ones that create the culture, you know? You're the ones that are going to dream dreams, you know? Like it's like that's right. what the older generation should be saying to the younger generation. And so, and it it's just interesting cuz this is the way I felt for some time, but it actually puts it into words now. You know, it's like they're the ones they're going to mold the world into something that looks more like them. And that's they have the right to do that. So it's like, how do we get behind that? How do we assist them with that and be able to be like, okay, are you sure about this? <laughs> you know, rather than, you know, like, oh, you guys just eat Tide Pods. I hate you. <laughs> ah, Tide Pods.
2: Um, I think some of those are are good. And some of those, I think the statement overall itself is accurate because mm-hmm. I think that's just that's just what happens. You know, it's yeah the um the younger people are gonna do things different, they're gonna change things up and um whatnot. But then I don't know that's necessarily the best thing to embrace more so than it's just something that that is going to happen. Regardless of whatever whether or not we do embrace it.
0: Well it's like are they gonna tear down everything that their forefathers built? And is it wise to do so?
2: Yeah, like that. That. Thank you for speaking what I was trying to say.
0: Yeah.
2: Because I think that is a that's a legitimate concern, but then it's also, and and that's kind of. (laughs) I've learned a lot about myself and other people working at a church. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's kind of the one thing it's like. It's like, hey, you know what? What was happening was failing before, so we're going to totally redesign everything and do everything. Mm -hmm. And there is a lot of pushback on that
0: and and maybe some of that pushback is good right like i think um because i i think when i look at what's happening in our world with gender i think there are things that came from this whole idea that men are men women are women that i do think needs to be deconstructed Mm -hmm. because it was weird for a woman to be a mechanic it was yeah. weird for guys to dress nice. It was weird for guys to cry. Like, I think there's things about gender that I'm like, all right, like, I'd rather tell my kid to, you know, adult up than to say man up. Because there's yeah. so much in that in that term man up that says, you know, like, you can't be an emotionally healthy person because you're a man. Like, that's men don't do this, right? And it's like, nope. No, we're gonna break all those rules. I'm okay with breaking all those rules. You know, And so I think there are some things to deconstruct, but if we just deconstruct it too much, we then have people that are struggling with their identity, right? And so yeah. I think, like I feel like what we used to do is like if you had like a boy playing with dolls, you would have the dad say what are you a girl right mm-hmm. and with the newest generation having children it's more like what are you a girl ah. and i'm like i don't like either of those you know like yeah. i think that i think that we can look at it and say okay he's going through a phase where he plays with dolls <laughs> you know like can we can we just do that or do we need
1: shows shows or like, dolls?
0: Oh, no, no, no. Boys don't play with dolls, right? Like I,
1: I well, and,
2: and you think, see, kind of how it's it's doing the same thing as making the same assumptions. Mm-hmm. It is. And they're both equally problematic.
0: Well, you're forcing gender stereotypes onto people when, in reality, it's like, man, like you rock whatever masculinity you got, dude you rock whatever femininity you've got, you know, like you want to put on, you want to put on lipstick. That's fine. Like, you know, like, it's like, I'm not, I'm not going to push you into wearing the pink dress because you're my daughter. It's like, but if you say you want to wear the pink dress, Hey, that's cool. You know, like, and it's, I think being a lot more relaxed in how we approach it, I think is the healthiest thing we can do. And it's just, we've got a society that's been so hung up on gender And I'm still stuck on that scripture. There's no Jew, nor Gentile, nor male, nor female. I'm just like, all right, can we just like, I don't know, treat people like people? Can we do that?
1: But then women must remain silent in the church. And they
0: must vote the same (laughs) as their husbands. Did you see that on Twitter? I was like, oh, dude, come on now. Right. I mean, not to get political, but my gosh, like, who cares?
1: My wife didn't vote for me did you vote
2: no we're not yes. anyway um <laughs> well that was going to be less political like but then i was like okay no i won't ask, i'll ask you that privately um let me let me ask you this do you, mm-hmm. and, well so once again going back to some of the experiences i've had like my we're really so like i'm down in the south mm-hmm. and in the south south and we're up in a um we're basically a small country church well sorry we are a small church in the country, not a small country church. <laughs> but because we're in the country, it's it's a very interesting distinction. Um, so like one of the things, like so, we had our giant church conference, you know, like where everyone meets up and talks about things. And my mom said some things, and um, and she voiced her opinion on a number of topics, and she had all her own opinion from her own observations and stuff like that. And um, there are rumblings going around that like. I was feeding her things to say that she could complain about without me, you know, voicing it as a pastor type person. And it's like, like no, she, she's she's her own person who yeah. has her own thoughts and did her own things. It's nothing. Yeah, she did not need me to say anything, and I don't need her to say anything for me. I can do it myself too. Right.
1: So. Did she have a head covering on when she stood up and said those things?
2: Uh, she did not. Well, that makes. But she look. had her hair. Oh. Like kind of your hair does that in a way
0: something right that's okay. <sighs> do you think it's because your mom like because it's a woman that they assumed that that's what would happen like you wouldn't put your dad up to say anything um and we don't i don't know for
2: sure that that's like necessarily like what they were what they're saying but i can it's inferred from some of the comments that have been made yeah. um I don't know. No, Dad didn't say anything. He right. just kind of sitting there observing. And so she said it, and it's kind
1: of like, hmm. That's and that she said. spirit. Huh? That's that Jezebel spirit. <laughs> wow. Man.
0: Who hurt you, Jimmy? You're such a such a misogynist, Jimmy. <laughs> Who hurt you've you? You've been on you've been a, on you weird where? Christian Twitter too long, man.
1: Yeah, Wait, I, I I had to I had to disassociate myself from weird Christian Twitter. That is becoming a bad little click, unhealthy. And yeah. I found, I, yeah, and I found out a lot yeah. of them, I really didn't like them. I was like, hmm, they're kind of, butt- some of these guys are kind of buttholes on a regular basis all day long. I am. Um, Their poop is not in a group. No. It's not a
0: group. No, no, no. They're Hearing they're they're it crowd. all over Twitter.
1: T- part of that young crowd Robert Green was talking about, and part of me like, yeah. oh, I'm just going to so boomer them or whatever.
2: Exactly.
0: Hey, um, who wrote this? Teaching a four-year-old doing dishes, well-intentioned harm. What's that? That was me again. What what (laughs) was that? I'm Um, I'm okay. So,
2: um, so I, um, oh, I just realized something. Never mind. Um, so going back with the experience I had at the church, but the best way that I can relate it to is, you know, if you've ever had or tried to teach like a young kid or a a four-year-old how to do the dishes, like they're like, oh, I want to help. I want to help. And then like in order for them to help, you have to stop doing the dishes yourself and help put them up in a position where they can do the dishes themselves. And then they do a terrible job and make a mess and have to be micromanaged. And then you end up having to rewash all the dishes that they helped with. And their helping ended up prolonging the dishwashing period like multiple like, mm-hmm. you know, 10, 20 minutes. And
0: I honestly think that's what it's it like for God working with us. That's that was one of my thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're like, God couldn't have done this without me, and God's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm, uh,
1: <laughs> you are a chosen vessel. Yes.
2: <laughs> and and so part of part of my question is like, so I know John that you have you've had a four year old. Mm-hmm. Um, what are that's some Ah, yeah. What are some ways that um that you went around that? Because like some of the stuff, like in people's attempts to help me out, it's actually taking me more time to do things. But then I also want to encourage people. Kind of going into the second thing, I also want to encourage people to still help out. And um, but I don't. But I also have to get stuff done at some point, especially when like some people are like, hey, why hasn't this ministry launched? Well, I'm still doing X, Y, and Z to launch this other ministry that you were saying was the most important ministry to launch. And now you're getting on me for not launching the first ministry when I'm doing the second ministry. And so anyway, what are what are some tips and when you had the um your kids try to help you out that were less than helpful?
0: Were less were more helpful, you mean? Like how how did I deal with the fact that my kids weren't super helpful?
2: But with, tried to be because you want to encourage that and you want them well, to I feel think,
0: that they're doing good i think something you can do is simplify the task right okay. um and so like even like with dishes let's say it's like tell you what you just i'm gonna leave some sinks some dishes in the sink and you're gonna dry those and put those away mm. i'll take care of loading the dishwasher i'll wash the rest of the dishes but you just need to dry and put away these dishes when I'm done, you know, And so I think you can simplify the task so that it's at their level. And then maybe as they grow, you can give them more and more responsibility. I think you're talking about adults here, though, right? Yes, yeah, but,
2: and I know and I use that analogy just because like working with kids so much it it totally that's just where my my mindset goes mm-hmm. to like when the when the little kid wants to help me paint something, I like, no no, no, I was like, go ahead, you can paint this. And I'm like,. Ugh but then also but working with adults it's you know it's just sometimes they want to you know and I'm I'm thankful for their help and I'm glad that they're they're showing up to help but then it's i've i've had to either micromanage just because you know you don't know how to do what i'm doing and so i'm trying to help you learn that or it's a um, a situation where like okay so um in order for me to help you do this i've got to write down instructions on how to do it and catch you up to where I'm at so that you can take over. And then you've got the follow up questions and whatnot.
0: But I think I that certainly learning- would try to chunk it and give them smaller tasks that are very doable. That Baby steps, Bob. Sense. Baby steps.
2: Baby steps, Bob. Baby steps. Mm-hmm. Well, I have big feet because I'm a dinosaur.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Baby steps are difficult. But that's it
0: because it's like you want to be able to. Um, give them a sense of what is the term self actualization, right? That's Uh the, that's the educational psychology, psychological term for that. And it's like, you want them to feel like they're doing something and they're bettering themselves and they're, they're contributing. And so it's like, okay, well, how about this? Okay. Like, I'm just kind of frazzled right now. I am trying to sort through this project and trying to figure out what exactly needs to be done, would you be able to just run and get me a coffee right now?
2: Ah, yeah.
0: (laughs) And then you get your poop in a group, and then you can say, all right, I just need these chairs put in rows. Like, can you do that right now? Yeah. And then I'll give you something else to do, because now I'm starting to get my list together. You know, like, maybe... Because maybe you could even make it like you know, kind of like I'm I'm just trying to figure this out right now. So the best thing you can do is take these things off my plate.
2: Right. That makes sense. And then it's
0: not about them. It's it's about you and them trying to help you. Right.
2: Because that's that's where I'm at. Like, and I, I, I like Just to clarify, not that anyone's going to be listening to this at my church that I'm at. Like, I don't think of them as children. It's just a matter of like that's a an example that I'm thinking towards.
1: We, we, heard, we heard what you were saying.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you know, and I think it's interesting because, like, for me, it's like I make use music with my kid, uh-huh. but now my kid's skill level is so good that it's kind of like he looks at it and says, yeah, yeah, Dad, I cut, like, three of your vocals from this. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> he's making those decisions right like and so but i mean at first it's like oh my gosh what if he gives me a track that i hate and it's garbage right like yeah that could have happened but and it never really happened send to him, him to his room <laughs>
1: yeah go to your room
0: um asserting yourself and alienating help that's me again um is that by being too um being too uh, bossy is that the issue?
2: No, I'm I'm going at it from the kind of the idea of, um, you know, when you have like someone who's super super trying to be super super helpful, and mm-hmm. what they're doing is actually either working against what your overall plan is, mm-hmm. um, or if what they're doing is um, is stepping like in their attempt to help out stuff, they're actually stepping on your toes and, like, undercutting you or undermining you. Mm-hmm. But, and so, and sometimes you got to, like, put the person in their place, like, hey, this is not your responsibility. You need to back off. But then you also don't want to squelch their desire to to help. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like, what if, like, what if their heart is, like, in legit the right place? But mm-hmm. in their trying to do that, they're undermining or actively, like, harming, like, what you're trying to do.
0: Okay. So I'm just picturing like tomorrow I gotta load up the U-Haul with some um furniture. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let's say somebody's like, I'm gonna put the ramp in place, and I'm like, the ramp isn't needed. Yes. Right? And it's like, okay, so I could be like, no, don't put the ramp there. That's a dumb idea, right? Like it's like, okay, no, I'm not gonna say that. Right. Um, okay. So maybe just like, okay, I look at the person who's just starting to put the ramp in there and i'm like okay just just hold on here's what i was thinking i was thinking it would be quicker if we did it this way Mm -hmm. um so i would prefer that we not put the ramp in position (laughs) no i mean it's up to them to be like no i want to put the ramp there (laughs) like i mean if they're doing that then they're just a jerk right but like but you know what I mean? Like if you can kind of give your your thinking and say, This is what I was thinking. Now I don't see how they would exert their opinion anyways. Mm-hmm. If you're technically the one in charge.
1: Right?
2: Potentially, yeah.
1: What do you think, Jimmy? I think he needs to tell them that he's the man of God. And if they don't like <laughs> 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 be like, don't Who you hurt you, Jimmy? Am- Who hurt you? Touch not my anointed, and do my prophets <laughs> no harm. And then you need to rebuke the Jezebel spirit among uh, about them, and, and tell them <laughs> if they don't like it, they can go to the country church down the street, because there's only two of them where you live. And wow. You know, so, wow. you know, Paul talked about bringing a rod of correction, right? Well, you know, you, you don't want to have to tell them, you don't want to have to bring it, but you know, you're the man of God, no um you know i think i think you're the man of god jimmy right i think this is one of those things where you you um you know you don't ever i don't think you ever do want to assert yourself because if you get to the place where you're having to tell somebody this is the way it has to be done even if you're doing that in a quote-unquote as we like to say in corporate america nice nasty sort of way um you've automatically alienated them. And so I think this kind of becomes a, an issue of gentle persuasion where you kind of try to think around them a little bit, um, to the point where, you know, you get them on your side. Um, yeah. and instead of trying to directly, it, it's kind of like when Paul, um, was, uh, you know, t- telling, um, who was it? uh, uh, uh Theophilus, um, about freeing Onesimus, he's just kind of like, you know, he's kind of been a real help to me, and he's your brother in the faith, and I think it would be really beneficial if, you know, you kind of did the right thing here, you know, um, and so he, he definitely came to a diplomatic, and, you know, I think most scholars assume that, you know, he must have freed him, uh, his slave, because otherwise, why would we have the letter Um, and so I I think a good study in Philemon, um, would, uh, you know, kind of be something to chew on there as you approach that so that, you know, you can help get people on your, I'm not gonna say on your side, because I think you're all on the same side. And if you start framing it as my side versus your side, then you're, you know, walking down a path, that's not going to be good for either party. Um, but, you know, I guess to some degree you're wanting, to get them to still do what you want <laughs> um but you just kind of got to go about it a very subtle way because people don't usually respond very well to barking orders unless it's in the military and even then yeah um you know make Boy, them think like make it so that it's their idea to see it your way
2: yeah because it kind of you get into that whole thing like um I don't. I'm sure this is was happened somewhere else, but like I just remember it from Game of Thrones, um, when the guy says he's talking to one of the other characters, like any man who has to say I am the king is no king
0: at all. Mm. Yep, hundred exactly. percent, totally. And I, that's it, right? I mean, this goes back to the I know things about things. Right? I don't remember <laughs> that was an episode many, many moons ago, but it's like I'm, you know, like. It's like my encounter on Facebook where somebody had said, John's just a poop disturber. I'm like, you know what? If you can't see that that's not who I am, that's mm-hmm. on you. We keep talking
1: about poop a lot.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this one's going to be like a symphony of poop. I think that's going to be the <laughs> title of this <laughs> episode. Uh,
2: better than the other one that could <laughs> definitely have been with regards to... Um... What is his name? With regards to Michael or David, Michelangelo and David.
1: Oh, uh, the penis in stone. <laughs> <laughs> yes. please, please, don't make that your title. You will get a lot of cl- clicking to your podcast. Ah, well, they, that
2: might, might not be terrible then. Right,
1: right. Oh, right. They may find Jesus. So we need to make our podcast titles as pornographic as sounding as possible. Yeah.
0: I can't even remember what the joke was. It was like something like that. There's definitely a penis there. <laughs>
1: something like that. Yeah.
0: Something like that.
1: Man, if you make that your your title, so many people are gonna click it. I don't know if <laughs> I can share it though on my Facebook page because my mom
0: clickbait.
1: It'd be like Jimmy, what did you share? Like,
0: <laughs> oh man, you know, speaking of clickbait. So um this guy, I've read his books, like several of them now. And he's a very, very much a Progressive Christian, mm-hmm. and um, you know, book. like questioning the views on hell, talking about religion and politics, <gasps> I'm talking now. about um, uh, 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 bunch of stuff. Anyways, Jesus untangled, Jesus unveiled, like all these things, right? And mm-hmm. just questioning a lot of the things that are kind of orthodoxy right now. And he comes out with this article that talks about the dangers of progressive Christianity. But what he does is basically talks about how modern Christianity deviated from the original interpretation of a lot of things, right? Ooh, Yes. So it was clickbait. And it's like, and it only had like, I think, two points in it. But I'm like, all right, all right, Keith, you need to come on the Wax Museum to talk about this. So we're going to do an episode on it. And I'm really excited about it. Because I'm gonna title it "The Dangers of Progressive Christianity," and so many people are gonna to listen to it and be very disappointed. It'll be a lot of fun. <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah. us self-promotion. That's
0: okay. We love it. I'm assuming this was a Jimmy one. Uh, pick three TV shows you would take with you in a bunker and only watch for the rest of your life. I don't
1: know. I might have added that a long time ago. I forget. No, that was that was me. I'm sorry.
0: Oh, I you? just like
2: added. I wanted to do something that wasn't as like intense.
1: All right, I don't know. We get pretty intense about Star Wars, Theo. Well,
2: I Kanye West is on my side. That's all we need.
0: What What are your What are your three?
1: Um, I would pick. Oh,
2: go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. No, go oh. ahead, Jimmy. I'll I'll defer to you.
1: Oh, uh, off the top of my head, geez, it's really kind of depending on the mood. But I'd probably say three TV shows. Um, everybody loves Raymond. Um new girl and um gosh a third one um the wonder years
0: Ooh, the wonder
1: years that is, is a
0: very is? interesting like set of them
1: i mean i kind of made it up on the top of my head so
0: yeah i did like new girl i don't i haven't seen the whole thing but it was really funny
1: it was the good wonder all the years,
0: years what was the third one
1: um. Everybody Loves Raymond Oh yeah, okay That
0: show was great, I haven't seen it since its original airing I've
1: watched it three times What about you, Theo?
2: Wow Um, uh, It would be uh, Babylon 5 My favorite sci-fi show um, uh-huh. uh, Psych Which is amazing you Psych is great, looks? yes And then uh, The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air
0: Ooh Good one That's good all right, mine are pretty easy. Seinfeld. Oh, that's a good one. How I Met Your Mother. And yeah, that- The Office. I could just watch all of those over and over again. Yeah. I think I think I would never get sick of them.
2: Like I have um I have like not yearly because but I have regular time. There are shows that I regularly reg, that I will regularly, whatever the word I'm trying to say, uh watch through. And those are um and uh, The Office is one of them, as is um,
0: Breaking Bad. Oh and- Breaking Bad was great. ESG.
2: But that's not one like I. W- it's a really good story and so is Better Call Saul. Um but it is not one that I would want to watch for the rest of my life because it does no. I- it's a really good storytelling, Depressing. but it's not like yeah. <laughs> it is.
0: And yeah, I would say that. There's definitely, I think how I met your mother is very uplifting. Like, I just think it's interesting. Really? <laughs> Legend, wait for it. Dairy. <laughs> Legend, wait for it. I hope you're not lactose intolerant. Dairy. Beautiful thing. I think that just about does it for today's episode. Any final comments? Any final comments, gentlemen?
2: Uh, I'd like to point out once again that Kanye um, agreed and declared that the Disney's Star Wars trilogy was soulless. And um, they got away from storytelling. And that proves that even though Jimmy does idolize Kanye, that Jimmy has a lot of growing up to do.
1: <laughs> Talk about somebody who's just trying to poke the bear and it's like we need to it's like we need to do a second episode right here and now of AD mastermind just so we can explore <laughs> show and stinker that you i i, I had I've had some stinky cheese in my time, but love you heaven help you, young man. <laughs> I, I, I think I, I, I'm
2: older than. I think I'm older than you.
1: I, I not with opinions like that. You can't be. <laughs> no. And with that, everybody. Jimmy's
0: table.com. I bid. Good day. Jimmy's table.com. Bye, everybody.
1: <laughs> Bye. Bye, everybody. everybody.